This is Wholehearted with Adam Stanicki. It's a pleasure to be in your ears, maybe again, maybe for the first time. This is a podcast about living your best life by going all in. You see that I believe that we miss so much in our lives because we just simply sit on the fence most of the time. And even those who are on this great journey of self-discovery or self-actualization or awakening or whatever you want to call it, can still be somewhat half-assed about life. And it's my contention that by going all in, by being wholehearted, we can get so much more out of life. At some point on this journey, most of us have the feeling that something's missing. And this feeling of missingness, if you will, leads to the need to go searching, go seeking. And it's a search that may continue until the end of our days. And some would say, even into the next lifetime and beyond. So during that search, we come across many teachers, gurus, processes, practices, this way, that way, his way, her way, my way, your way, and we try some and we ignore others. And it's not that there's anything right and wrong in these choices that we make, because we choose based on where we are right now. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about one practice that almost everyone who's on this journey has dabbled in, and that's meditation. Now, I'm no expert in meditation. I'm not a meditation teacher, although I do use meditation with my clients in my healing practice, and I have investigated various methods of meditation over a number of decades. So you might say I have enough experience to at least share some ideas And even that being said, why would you listen to me when we can access the thoughts of one of recent history's greatest philosophers and thinkers about meditation, and in fact what I would call the true essence of meditation. And I speak of Jiddu Krishnamurti, who lived from 1895 to 1986. So unfortunately, I discovered this great thinker after he had transitioned into whatever happens after this particular plane of existence. Now, Krishnamurti's teachings are interesting because he always spoke of there being no process or practice when it comes to true meditation. He taught that we each have to find our own entry into meditation and find it naturally. He also taught that we don't need gurus or teachers and can find it all by ourselves. And this is really interesting when you look at the modern world and so many people are selling so many self-help methods and programs and practices and even the right way to meditate and my way is the right way and that person's isn't and you should pay me. So it's really refreshing and interesting to look at the words of someone like Krishnamurti and get an understanding of someone who investigated and thought of this stuff deeply and has no financial gain in sharing these ideas. I find his perspective both freeing and confronting, and it's well worth looking into it further. You see, last week I bought a small book called Meditations, pretty good title, and I actually bought it thinking it would be a greater number of ideas around different philosophies and different things that Krishnamurti was interested in and spoke about. But the whole book is about meditation. So it's meditations about meditation. And it's 
quite amazing. It's a collection of some of the stuff that he wrote and some of the stuff that he spoke about. And some may think, yes, it's taken out of context, but even in these small bite-sized chunks, there's just so much there. And I think sometimes when we have the opportunity to read a sentence or two or a paragraph, and there's not too much depth and breadth that we can take time to really sit with, think about, absorb, feel what's going on. So I want to share a few passages with you now from that book and give you some of my thoughts about what is being spoken of uh, in, in kind of a spontaneous way. Let's get started with this one. Silence and spaciousness go together. The immensity of the silence is the immensity of the mind that has no center. Now, I invite you to press stop and pause or whatever it may be and, and rewind a little bit and listen to that again if you need to. So, so in my practice, I often meet people who are overwhelmed. That's when they come and see me. No one comes to someone who's in the mental health world when they're feeling great. So invariably, something's amiss, or at least there is the perception that something's amiss. And these people who come to see me to sit, to heal, are often overwhelmed. They have neither space nor silence. And they are often looking for something more to do to be able to fix or to get through or to get over whatever it is that's in the way or causing trouble at the moment. So first I listen and then I ask whomever I'm sitting with to investigate silence. And I cannot think of a time that I have not done this in recent memory. This is the entry to the work. But it's not meditation, although I know that for some people this silence can become meditation. The practice such as it is, and it's not a prescription, is just to sit and investigate silence. And in that silence, space can be found. Small gaps between the thoughts and the feelings and glimpses into what's really going on. And in that space are the opportunities to find new ways. It's less about doing, and in fact I would suggest more about not doing. And then there's this idea of the mind having no center. I find that really intriguing. Searchers, such as us, often turn inward to become more centered. A lot of teachings about being more centered and calm and find your center to be calm. But in so doing, there's a bit of a contraction. And I think that Krishnamurti is pointing to the expansiveness and the limitlessness that meditation can provide. And that's what I think he's talking about here. It's not about finding the center and contracting, but it's about expanding out and reaching all things. Next quote now. One has to find out for oneself, not through anybody. We have had the authority of teachers, saviors, and masters. If you really want to find out what meditation is, you have to set aside all authority completely. Now, I find that to be a big one, especially right now when so many people, coaches, quasi-gurus, and you name it, are trying to sell us the answer to all our problems. So this piece of wisdom from Krishnamurti is not 
just about meditation. It's about everything we find on the path. And it's interesting that he speaks about authority. Because it pushes back against this idea that there's someone who knows what's best for you more than you do. And in my healing practice, I I recognize that I know less than my clients. And once they realize that they're in control, that's when the door to whatever healing they need is thrown open. Now, in a situation where there's a facilitator and someone being guided, that facilitator, the healer, the therapist, initially provides some kind of authority to the client, to the person who's come in. But in the end, that person works out that they had the authority the whole time. It's not about the other person giving them authority. They already have the authority. So you don't need outside people to tell you how to do your stuff. That's what's being pointed to here. That's not to say it's not worth going and seeing someone. But don't give away your control, your authority. That's my interpretation of what's being said here. And the last passage is the shortest one. It's one sentence. It's what, six or seven words. To meditate is to be innocent of time. I think this one bears some pondering. Uh, And I'm going to sit with this one for a little bit longer. But what comes to me at the moment is that perhaps another way to phrase this might be to say that meditation is unconcerned with time. Uh, Perhaps you interpret it a different way. That's what's awesome about this. It's just a few words. And, and it's about the association of meditation and time. Have you ever become so focused on something that time became unimportant, even irrelevant? And the same is true about meditation, especially when that meditation has no agenda, no goal, no process. You're not doing it to try and find the right way. It's almost happening by itself. It's almost like you're not meditating. It's just that there is meditation. When you're outside of you know, this idea of time, that's when it feels like everything's limitless. And I, th- I think that's what Krishnamurti is pointing to here. That innocent of time means it's unconcerned with time. It's not, it's not constrained by time. It's outside of time. And that's why it feels so freeing when you get into that meditative state where all of the stuff that seems so heavy in life just can get pushed aside. So there's three passages from this book, and I feel blessed to have found it. I mean, when I first discovered meditation decades ago, I was always concerned with doing it right and following a process, and it took decades for me to realize that there's no process and no right way. And Krishnamurti's perspective has come to me at the perfect time as I dive deeper into my own meditation practice. And it's interesting how these things seem to come into one's vortex, if you will, uh, when, when you're really paying attention. So this book just appeared to me when I was in a shop and I had to have it. It just spoke to me. Uh, the book is called Meditations. Uh, it's published by Shambhala and it's part of their Shambhala Pocket Library. Small book, easy read. Uh, one of those ones that's going to be dog-eared over the many years that you'll read it if you do pick it up. And you could pick it up and open to a page and read something and you would have grist for the mill for who knows how long. Thank you for listening. My name is Adam Stanecki. 
Until next time, be well.